What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Just So You Know podcast. I am your host, Maximilian M. Husler. And I would like to start this week off by saying that if you're looking for last week's program, it is on SoundCloud and will be on iTunes soon. All the shows will be archived on iTunes under the podcast category. And to get them, just type in my name, Maximilian, M-A-X-I-M-I-L-I-A-N, Husler, H-E-U-S-L-E-R, uh, and you can find them. Uh, SoundCloud will only host the latest five or six shows. They'll all be on iTunes. And last week's show didn't get published until Thursday because I was pretty busy. Uh, but for the most part, shows should be online between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., on Sunday on SoundCloud, uh, and then archived on iTunes later on the week. Now, this week, I want to hold off on talking about the healthcare uh, issue, mainly because I haven't had the time to really digest what the Supreme Court and Justice Roberts have said. Um, I know that Obama's healthcare plan as of now has survived. Uh, conservatives are pissed off, Democrats are happy, and insurance and drug companies are ecstatic. And again, we'll talk about this more in the future. But what I'm immediately confused about, if I'm understanding this right, is that the courts basically said that you can be forced to purchase health care or be taxed because there is no limit on the federal government's power to tax, which, you know, in my mind is scary in its own right. Uh, Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution says that the government can tax whatever they want, whenever they want, however much they want. And then the Supreme Court basically said, uh, well, it's not our job to protect you from this. That's not what the Supreme Court does. Uh, basically, you get what you elect. Chief Justice John Roberts, who was appointed by George W. Bush, and, you know, you have to wonder what Bush is thinking right now. I mean, you know, can his legacy get any worse? Every liberal in America hates him, you know, and now conservatives are peeved. But anyway, John Roberts said, uh, it is not our job to protect people from the consequences of their political choices. Wow. Um, but anyway, so, so healthcare is upheld and Obama, Biden, Pelosi, and the insurance companies are thrilled. But here's the thing to me. In 2009, when Obama proposed this initially, he went out of his way to say this this wasn't a tax, and he really chastised um, George Stephanopoulos when when he pushed Obama, asking him, you know, how how wasn't this a tax? He read Obama the definition of the word tax and said, "Now isn't this a tax?" And Obama did you know his sly little laugh and basically said, "Well, well, George, if you have to read the definition of tax, it tells me that you're stretching this." Well, the Supreme Court just said. We can't stop it because, in essence, it's a tax. Pretty unreal when you think about it like that. And again, this is actually a little embarrassing. I don't want to comment on actual consequences of healthcare law before I understand it a bit more. Uh, I don't want to talk out of my ass on the show. But normally, I think my listeners have learned um, 
about me that if government's suggesting it, I think it's probably a bad idea. So I'll definitely be talking about this more in the future for sure. But as of now, I think what's clear is that the Supreme Court said they couldn't stop the mandate because they have no power to strike taxes. And the White House is saying it is not and never was a tax. So a little confusing, right? And, you know, also speaking of things that don't make sense, it, it turns out that the man in Florida who chewed the other man's face off was not on bath salts. It turns out he was a schizophrenic who did have marijuana in his bloodstream. But what I don't understand is how the press got this so screwed up. They immediately ran to the conclusion, oh, well, this must be basalts. We have such a tendency to do that in this country, and I'm not defending basalts by any stretch of the imagination. If you're snorting basalts, you're probably not contributing to our country, nor will you ever. So this isn't about basalts. This is about reefer madness in the 30s, satanic panic in the 80s, the East Coast, West Coast hip-hop war in the 90s. It's about the media in this country jumping to conclusions, sensationalizing everything, and promoting panic. And basically, what happened here is that a couple hours after the attack, a Miami police chief said they had seen this kind of behavior from people who had been using bath salts, which is exaggerated because this is the first time most of the country had heard of bath salts, and uh, this was a front-page story for a couple of days. But anyway, so the police officer says that, uh, and then the media goes nuts, and it was a foregone conclusion that this guy was on bath salts, and I was absolutely roped in. You know, I titled one of my podcasts "Bath Salts." I mean, again, because if everyone is reporting something, you know, it's fact. And it's difficult not to believe it, you know, when people are reporting it as fact. But anyway, no bath salts, just marijuana. So I apologize for getting that wrong. I wonder how many other people will, will apologize, but uh, I'm apologizing. And I sort of do wonder, since marijuana is, you know, becoming decriminalized and legalized in most of this country, I'm sort of wondering if this story is now being pushed because there's a lot of politicians that want pot to be illegal. So if there's anything new on this front in the future, we'll definitely talk about it. Now, again, I've talked several times on this podcast about how um, New York City is starting to fall back into that 70s, 80s, death wish, Bernie Getz era with high crime weights and subway muggings, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, I'm just waiting for the squeegee men to come back, and if that does ever happen, we are in real trouble. And what's upsetting is that our mayor is doing absolutely nothing. He is far too concerned with making sure he's got air conditioning in his SUV without having the motor run and fighting a war against soft drinks and popcorn and milk beverages. And I, I can't remember the last time uh, anyone I know was robbed by a Frappuccino. But the point is that the mayor's doing nothing, right? So a story pops up this week. And if this doesn't remind you of New York in the 80s, then I don't know what will. But a story pops up this week about syringes and medical waste littering a string of beaches in Rockaway. The story goes on to say that there are multiple syringes laying in plain view on the beach, including an open one with the needle poking out of the sand. And a beachgoer found another while they were taking a walk, again with the tip poking out. And we don't know what these needles have been used for. Uh, how hard is it to imagine a kid building a sandcastle and infecting themselves with either AIDS or hepatitis C. Once this story broke, a mother emailed uh, NBC4 to say she's already found eight, eight of these needles. Now, after News 4 contacted the Parks Department, the waste was immediately cleaned up. But why isn't this Bloomberg's job? 
Why isn't he on top of this? I think the mayor has totally lost his sense of priority. And I'm not sure if it's because he knows he doesn't have to go through another election uh, and, and he doesn't care about fixing problems. But when crime is rapidly rising and our beaches are filled with medical waste, it's time to stop thinking about fighting Dr. Pepper and time to start thinking about what's important. Now, the last piece of news this week... If you listen to the show, you know I did an episode a few weeks back, and I talked about how hypocritical celebrities can be in regards to global warming. I mean, they'll often talk about how bad it is, but yet they have no problem flying in private jets and helicopters and owning huge uh, palatial homes. They use a ton of electricity and water, etc. And when I talked about that, I stressed that I know enough to know that I don't know enough about global warming. That is to say... I don't know what to say, right? It's over my head. I don't understand the science. I'm certainly not a meteorologist or an environmentalist. And I think that 99% of the population that tries to pretend they know what they're talking about look like horses' asses. Now, some of you might know the name James Lovelock. And if you don't, let me offer some context. James Lovelock is sort of one of the grandfathers of global warming. He's a scientist and environmentalist, and about seven years ago, he was adamant about the dangers that our planet faced. He said billions of us will die, and the few breeding pairs of people that survive will be in the Arctic, where the climate climate will remain tolerable. He also went on to say that by 2100, 80% of human beings would be dead. He has a theory called Gaia that says most of the Earth operates as a single organism, single living organism. Um, now, before you say, oh, well, this is a fringe lunatic. No, well, this is a man that Al Gore got a lot of his, uh, you know, stuff from. This is a guy that Al Gore's quoted. Um, this is a guy that Al Gore has talked about. And Lovelock is no dummy, okay? Most environmentalists have their degrees in political science. Lovelock is a legitimate scientist whose inventions have been used by NASA. He also invented the electron capture detector in 1957, which first enabled scientists to measure CFCs in the atmosphere. So he's legit. And he's also been sort of sainted by the global warming enthusiasts. And I, I use that word on purpose because it it seems to be very cult-like, that community. And if you deny global warming, it's tantamount to to denying the Holocaust. Well, recently, it turns out that Lovelock gave an interview to MSNBC in which he claimed that he had been an alarmist about climate change. Um, His reasoning was that he acknowledged that since the turn of the millennium, temperatures have not gone up the way the computer-based climate models had predicted they would. Quote, the problem is that we don't know what the climate is doing. We thought we knew 20 years ago. End quote. Now, I never thought I knew. Lovelock still believes that we must lower greenhouse gas emissions, but it's said that it's clear now that doomsday predictions, his own and Al Gore's included, are incorrect. Lovelock also went on to blast those who treat global warming like a religion, saying, quote, I don't think people have noticed that, but it's got all the sort of terms that religions use. The Greens use guilt. They just show how religious Greens are. You can't win people over by saying they're guilty for putting carbon dioxide in the air, end quote. Uh, now, I noticed it, but, um, And you probably haven't heard about this, right? Did you know that he said these things? Did you know that he came out with these admissions? Um, and you wonder why? It's because there's too much money to be made with this. This is an industry, people. Do you know how much money Al Gore has made off all this shit? And again, 
All I'm saying is that I'm smart enough to know that I don't know. Are you? Are you? If he doesn't know what's going on, and again, his inventions are used by NASA, can you jailbreak your iPhone? Seriously, can you do complex Excel formulas in Microsoft Office? Do you know how to program your DVR? Are you able to replace a pipe under your sink? So think about it again. If he's not sure what's really going on, are you? And how are you so sure? Is it because you've done the research and studied? Or is it because you were told? Because a scientist who built the device which measures CFCs in the atmosphere is telling us he's unable to figure it out. So how the fuck are you? Now, a new feature that I'm going to be adding to the podcast is a weekly recommendation. When I blogged, I frequently and still do have a blog, um, but it's really a photo blog. I don't do a lot of writing on it. It's more for photos I take or images and videos I come across the internet that I sort of want to centralize. And if you'd like to visit the blog, the address is uh, www.100k in the Damier. So 100k I-N-T-H-E-D-A-M-I-E-R dot Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. 100K in the Damier dot Tumblr dot com. And, you know, just in case you're curious, Damier uh, is a checker print style of bags that Louis Vuitton makes. And again, it's 100K in the Damier dot Tumblr dot com. So if you want to check that out, um, you know, lots of photos, videos, just, you know, basically uh, art stuff, graffiti um, old hip hop pictures, uh, beautiful, you know, hot women with tattoos, all just, uh, you know, a mishmash of stuff that I've come across that I think's neat. Uh, all of these podcasts are, are there as well. But what I've missed most about curating a real blog is recommending either films or albums or applications for iPhones and iPads or restaurants or wines or spirits. So every week I'll be, I'll be recommending something. Um, and this week I'm going to start with a film that I really like. The film's called Takeout. And Takeout came out about eight years ago. Not a really well-known movie. It's about a Chinese delivery man in Upper Manhattan, Upper West Side in the border of Harlem, who has to make a certain amount of money and tips in one day to pay off gangsters who helped arrange to smuggle him into the United States. Now, the film was filmed in a real Chinese takeout spot. Most of the actors and actresses either worked in the restaurant or just responded to ads on Craigslist and got five bucks to act like customers who had ordered food. So basically, they, ha- they signed a release. They filmed a quick scene using their real doorstep where they acted like customers. Um, and, and it's a fabulous film that plays way more like a documentary than it does a movie. A real great slice-of-life film. Very real, very engaging, very well done. Um, I believe Netflix has it, and there's a website. I think it's called Snag Films where you can watch it there for free. Snag Films has great documentaries and great indie films, and I think it is there. You just have to watch some ads, um, but it, it's, a, it's a really engaging, different sort of movie. So again, I'm recommending Takeout for your viewing pleasure. That is the show for this week, um, this July 1st, uh, and again, I hope you have a great week up ahead. A happy July 4th. Um, a little weird for July 4th to be on a Wednesday. It's sort of really fucks it up right in the middle of the week it's not not really cool you don't have a really a weekend sort of really cuts everything short but again have a really great week thank you for listening uh, i hope you enjoyed this week i hope you enjoy the recommendation blurb every week hopefully you know i'll be able to 
tell you about something you didn't know about that you'll enjoy, and we will be back next Sunday with an all-new show. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Just So You Know podcast, and I am your host, Max for instance, my science connects to form a sentence Paragraphs, I craft like graphite My son, keep your head up like a giraffe Shit is getting drastic, I'm a classic like a 67 Chevy Yet incredibly new, you know my pedigree's better than medicine My measurements, five foot, seven and a half One mass of every element, positive gas My knowledge is everlasting, read while I'm fasting The feast that I achieve will make a rapper retire Like Zachariah, my gunfire, sun dryer Raisin, blazing, the man of Messiah The fans admire my attire, rhyme Supplier, some say sire, my dialects high tech, reliable, dressed in flesh, I'm just fresh. Other rappers test violent, may God bless the child, cause I go the extra mile. My style flex across the US, bringing forth the offerings of musical offspring, Holocaust, the forces combined, I write a rhyme, the planets form one line, all nine of mine, check it.